Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend, and I'm excited to share today's episode with you. So today I'm going to be sharing an audio version of a blog post that I wrote for my website. So for those of you who don't know, my website is called Ash and Sin, named after myself and my cute little dog. And on that site, I share resources to help writers make more money, connect with their writing more, connect with their creativity more, and really thrive and enjoy their life. So the name of the blog post that I will be sharing about today is called Seven Ways to Tap into the Creative Within You. So the inspiration for this post really came from my own struggle to reconnect with my creativity after years and years and years of trying to live more practically, to thrive in a career that seemed, I can't think of another word right now aside from practical, um, but a career that felt safer, more stable, would provide steadier income, sounded better on paper. I mean, a career that really had nothing to do with creativity or my love of writing and everything to do with what I thought it meant to be like a functioning adult and member of society and what I thought I needed to feel financially comfortable and successful in my life. So obviously that... (laughs) didn't work out. Um, I wouldn't be recording this podcast if I had completely stayed on that course and everything had just worked out and I loved it. I mean, there were lots of good things that came out of my career as a physical therapist. I still work uh, at times as a PT It's not that I hate the career or completely regret it. There just was a path that was more aligned with me and more aligned with my dreams and what I really enjoyed doing, what I was passionate about, and what filled me with a sense of purpose. But I found that as I was trying to reconnect with my love of writing and feel as though I was more aligned with my purpose and live with more creativity it seemed like it was (laughs) like I like I wasn't even creative anymore I remembered when I was younger it was so easy for me to come up with story ideas to write a story start to finish to sit and write for hours to get lost in my imagination it was just so simple (laughs) I wasn't bogged down by all the BS that I am now, which I know is a big part of it. But another part of it is just that I was thinking creatively and living creatively without really knowing that I was doing that. But I was doing that all the time. And so that really just made it easier to keep doing it more and more and more. It's like when you're in this mode of being creative, it's so much easier to continue to be creative rather than if you're starting from scratch and trying to figure out how to get that creativity flowing again. 
So this blog post that I wrote about tapping into the creative within you was all about my journey to reconnecting with my creativity and starting to form a life that centered around that creativity and really embraced it. So let's get right into the seven ways to tap into the creative within you. It's kind of a a little bit of a weird flow to the title, but I think it captures what we're going to get into really well here. So let's go for it. Number one is to establish a daily routine. Now, this may seem like a really kind of boring, blasé way to kick off a list about living creatively. But what I will say about routine is that the more structure you have in your day, the less you are to have to think about the more mundane aspects of your life. So think about the things that you need to do every single day, block off time for that, and then see what time is left over for whatever form of creativity you want to be doing. So in my case, that was writing, podcasting, and working on my blog. Now, I am someone who tends to not do super well with structure or routine, and I think that that was because I thought that I knew what having a routine meant or having a structured schedule day meant, and it can be a lot more freeform than you think. So it doesn't have to be something that's stifling. It doesn't have to be something that's super specific. It just has to be something that holds you accountable to what you need to get done, And that includes your creative projects. So what that can mean is that you set aside, say, an hour in the morning, maybe before you really get going into any of the other parts of your day. And you say, the first thing that I'm going to do when I wake up is I'm going to have a glass of water. I'm going to meditate. And then I'm going to use the remaining time that I have to write. And then you can structure the rest of your day to have things like chores and if you're working another job or time spent with friends and family. And these chunks can be rather large. They can be three or four hour long chunks. They can be very freeform, like I said. So it could be three hours of creative time. And you know that you're going to spend that three hours creating, but you don't know exactly what you're going to do. So as long as you have it scheduled, then that's a start. And that means that you're going to prioritize it. Now, if something as long as three hours doesn't sound realistic for you right now, that's totally fine. It doesn't have to be that long. The point is to create structure for what you need to get done and include in that structure time spent on your creativity. Number two is break out of your comfort zone. So a hard contrast to talking about routine and structure. While routine and structure are great ways to help build a foundation for a creative practice and create space for it, getting your creativity flowing can really be aided by shaking things up a little bit. So this can be something really small. It could be like taking a different route when you walk home from your day job. It could be trying a different form of art. It could be doing something that scares you a little bit, but of course is 
actually safe, you know, skydiving. Well, <laughs> I've never sky skydived, skydove, skydive. I've never done that, but uh, maybe that's not necessarily objectively safe. Everything, you know, has a little hint of danger, but I actually just wrote an Instagram post about my relationship with fear and kind of liking a little bit of a scare and the story centered around me just walking through this almost mile long dark tunnel in Wisconsin. So, you know, sure something could have gone wrong there, but that's not necessarily a a risk that I took by doing it, but it still gave me like a little bit of a thrill. So think about something simple that you could do today, tomorrow, to just shake things up a little bit, break out of your comfort zone, and just get the the creative juices flowing. It's just going to get your brain kind of out of the the monotony and it, you know, the whatever you do that might be a little bit different might give you great material for a creative project. You never know. Number three, live the creative lifestyle. So again, this doesn't have to mean anything specific, but what I want you to do is to try to integrate creativity into as many aspects of your day as you can, because one, you're going to love it. It's going to be fun. And two, it is going to just get the creative juices flowing because you're going to be integrating creativity into your daily life without necessarily trying to channel that creativity into whatever your um, form of art is, because that can be kind of a pressure cooker. So when I tried to force myself to just sit down and write before my creativity was really flowing again, I found that it was so high pressure. I wanted to write really well. I wanted to come up with a good story. It was just a lot of other baggage that came along with it. So when you're integrating creativity just into day-to-day tasks, then it can really just spark this whole creative energy within your day. And that will then overflow to whatever form of art you like to do afterwards. So some ways that you could live the creative lifestyle might include dressing in a way that reflects the artist within. So wearing a certain type of clothes that makes you feel more creative, even just dressing yourself as a form of creation, trying to put together an outfit, you know, painting your nails in a way that feels really fun and funky and creative. You could integrate more creativity by doing home-cooked meals, by gardening, again, by doing another form of art that just is for fun. There are lots of different things you can do, and I would encourage you to Get creative when you're thinking up ideas. If you need a little more support in trying to figure out how to design a more creative lifestyle, if you head to my website, ashensin.com, you will find on the homepage a link to a free workbook that I created called Designing Your Writing Lifestyle. So this is a workbook that's going to help you identify your creative strengths and help you work towards a daily writing practice and towards a more creative lifestyle overall. So along those lines, we get to number four, identify your creative strengths. So whenever we are trying something new or trying to reconnect with a more authentic lifestyle or be more aligned with ourselves, it's always good to do that through a lens of connecting with what we feel like we're good at. 
because this is going to be so much more sustainable than if you're trying to do it through fixing all of the ways <laughs> in which you feel inadequate. That's obviously sounds like no fun and you can always improve your skills and a great way to improve your skills is just to practice. So by starting off focusing on what you're good at and what you feel your creative strengths are, it's going to make this process more enjoyable and again, more sustainable. So how exactly do you identify your creative strengths? Well, first is just to take stock of what has worked well for you in the past. When you were in a more creative space, like even as far back as when you were a child or if you were taking a certain class that you really did well in in college, or if there was something that you wrote or something that you created that was really um, effective or well-received, take stock of what exactly that was, what made it so great. Was it on a certain topic? Was it about a certain person? Did it have a lot of emotion behind it? Were you able to capture the details really well? Just analyze those success stories of your past and you have them. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a time that you were published or won an award, but a time that you really connected with the process and got some positive feedback for it. Another way to identify your creative strengths is just to get to know yourself better and your personal strengths better because your creativity and you are all one cohesive being, right? So by doing things like personality assessments or self-discovery work or journaling, then you can dig in and really get to know yourself better and that will help you identify your creative strengths. One of my favorite personality assessments that I have loved for years and years is the Enneagram. I find it really tangible, but also has this kind of spiritual twist where it's not necessarily um, so scientific, but it also is very practical. So in the show notes, or if you want to head to my website and check out the blog post that's associated with this, I'm going to link to another workbook that I created it's totally free. It's actually an ebook, I should say. It is called Writing Tips for Your Enneagram Type, and it provides specific uh, advice for writers of each Enneagram type. So once you've found yours, then you can go and see how can I turn my knowledge, new, new or old, of the Enneagram and really make it practical for my writing practice specifically. It's a super fun tool. I know you're going to love it. So definitely check out the Enneagram. I will link to more resources on it in the show notes as well. Okay, moving on to number five, be fearlessly authentic. This is the tallest order of the list, but I think something that is so important and something that has made a huge difference in my creative practice and my ability to move forward with a successful online business as a creative person. So before I was trying to be who I thought I should be, I was trying to utilize skills from my life, again, (laughs) trying to be very practical with my business and writing journey. And I was trying to make a business that I felt appealed to the most people. It seemed like an easier path to success. But what I was finding is that I kept hitting up against this wall of it not feeling right. And for a long time, I wasn't sure why. I thought maybe I just don't like blogging. Maybe writing's just actually not that much fun for me. Maybe I'm not actually a writer. 
maybe I'm not meant for entrepreneurship. I just don't have it in me to just keep going. And again, that was such a huge thing that stood in the way for me really moving forward with a successful online business that really captured my creativity. So over time, I realized that this block was really pertaining to my inability to just show up authentically, to show up as who I really was, to try to integrate the different parts of myself into a business in an effective way, and to really just move towards self-acceptance. And to realize that while being more authentic may not appeal to as many people, you know, I may be speaking to a more specific audience, that that still will be so much more effective in both building my confidence as a writer and a creative and my ability to make money as an online business owner. But it also just allows, again, for this process of being creative to be more sustainable. So the more that you can show up as yourself in your creative process, the easier it's going to be to continue because you're not going to be at war with yourself. You're going to be expressing yourself. You're going to be using your art to feel more connected with your truth. And it's just going to be this more beautiful symbiotic process. So again, this is a tool that is much easier said than done. Give it some time. Use your art to help you with this process of figuring out who you really are and what really resonates with you and just give it some time. Okay, number six, build a creative toolbox. This is kind of a fun one. So I would say this goes along with living a more creative lifestyle. But what I want you to do is times when you are feeling stuck or creative is to have certain tools that you can lean on that are going to help you feel inspired. So there are lots of different studies about creativity and what helps us feel more creative and get into a creative mindset in our brain. So you can definitely do research on those areas, but a lot of it is appealing to our senses. So music that is inspiring, happy music has been found to help stimulate creative thinking or appealing to our visual senses. So creating a Pinterest mood board, maybe about your book or about a piece of art that you want to create time spent in nature, time spent meditating, trying another form of art. I feel like I say this one a lot, but I do think it's super important and helpful that you can just, a way that you can just step into a creative mindset again with a lot less pressure. So just think about little things that you can integrate into your day and things that you can lean back on like a mood board, a vision board, a playlist, a food that really feels nourishing and is beautiful to look at and smells great. Different things like this can really help you get into more creative flow. On top of that, creating an environment that stimulates your creativity is super important. So kind of having a sacred creative space. So I have been fortunate enough to be able to have an entire room in my house dedicated to my creative process and my business. And my goodness, let me tell you, having this space has really opened me up as a creative. I feel like I have gotten 10 times more done in a month than I have probably in the whole past 10 years. And of course, that isn't just due to the space, but I do feel like I have just been able to focus more because I love being in this room, but it doesn't have all of the distractions of the rest of the house. With that being said, you don't necessarily have to have this secluded space to really create this creative altar. 
you know, I have had spaces in a 200 square foot apartment, well, 250, but still small little apartment. I have had, you know, just a desk and a half of a room. It's just all about creating a space that helps you get in the zone and again, has elements that really keep you feeling inspired. So other people's artwork, lots of books, um, just different... (laughs) what's another word for tchotchke different like beautiful items um, and decor items that just keep you feeling inspired you get the idea okay last but not least is number seven read read and then read some more so this may feel like a tip that's catered more towards writers but i would argue that reading is super important on any creative journey And I want to read a quote from George R.R. Martin, who is the writer behind Game of Thrones. I think he sums it up perfectly. Quote, a reader lives a thousand lives before he dies. The man who never reads lives only one. End quote. That's what I love about reading. It opens us up to different worlds. It allows us to do things we're afraid of, to have experiences that we never thought we could have in a really safe and manageable way. There's so much to do, so much to learn, and I think that by reading, you're also tapping into someone else's creativity. You are consuming their art, and this is another tip that could kind of go towards other things. So not just reading, but going to an art museum, supporting other people's art online, buying other people's photographs. You know, there's lots of ways to feel like you are helping to support other creatives, but also kind of tapping into their creative energy, which is going to feed your own. So let's sum up the seven ways to tap into the creative within you. Number one, establish a daily routine. Number two, break out of your comfort zone. Number three, live the creative lifestyle. Number four, identify your creative strengths. Number five, be fearlessly authentic. Number six, build a creative toolbox. Number seven, read, read, and then read some more. Okay, I hope you found these tips helpful. Again, I will link some resources in the show notes to give you more information and more support from things that I have created on my website. And I will talk to you again soon. All right, happy writing. Happy writing.